Welcome to the first episode of Garden Variety, a Schuler family production. My name is Ellie. And I am Margie Schuler. We're both sisters and we're so pleased to have you here today. Um, so some few things about us. I am about to be 20 years old. I go to college in wow. Maine. And obviously I'm home now because I still live off of my parents' money. And uh, I am Ellie and I am in high school. At Palmer High School, located in beautiful downtown Colorado Springs, I live with my parents and my sister. Okay, with that, on that note, we're going to begin. Um, we have, our podcast is going to be sort of variety, so we're going to cover a lot of different subjects and topics. If you have a subject and topic that hasn't been covered that you'd like, just submit it to one of us via any means. But today, we're going to start off with the first segment of just some literary analysis. So you can get your uh, English brains going if you're missing out on school. And we're going to be an analyzing literature that we produced as elementary schoolers. Yeah, so the other day we were looking into our old drawer of stuff and we came across some really great snippets of writing that I think say a lot about our characters. Um, the first selection that um, we'll be reading from today is one that I wrote in maybe second grade. Uh, it is a fictional story, but something that I think has a lot of parallels to um, the world we live in today. So I'll begin and Margie will offer some commentary on the. Yeah, wait, right before we start though, I just want to point to kind of the medium this is in. So on the top of it, we have stapled to this like loose leaf paper is a drawing. Um, on the left, we have a house. The roof a is very house. pointed in almost the same size as the regular house. So it has quite a roof on it. In the middle, we have a really giant, it looks like a pig. Right. Um, It's stick figure. Looks aggressive. But it has some pretty looks gnarly scary. teeth on it. Um, And then on the right, is that a swimming pool I'm seeing? I think so, yeah. Um, What's the green thing in front and top of it? There's an unknown structure, and then in the swimming pool, it looks like three frogs. Okay, now Ellie will begin the story. All right, everybody. Once upon a time, there was a vicious pig and three frogs. The three frogs lived in a castle. The vicious pig had a tiny house and a pool table. The frogs had 100 knights and a moat with 84 sea serpents in it. They also had a... Ricad. The vicious pig was so jealous of them, so one day the pig decided to stuff them down the pond. But he did not know that they were water animals and they could breathe in the water, so he did stuff them in the water. The frogs were thinking that was a foolish idea. They swam up to the top of the water and lived happily ever after. The end. Wow, that was quite a piece of literature, wouldn't you what say? What a ride! I think it's interesting that immediately you characterize the pig as vicious. Did it have a history of viciousness? Or just, just by his looks you decided to call him vicious? Right, and that's something that really is um, a little bit alarming to see from young writing because it shows that we are so quick to characterize um, figures we see just based on what they look like. And that is so wrong. Yeah. Um... Do you think that the pig was jealous because of the things the frogs had, like the moat in the night? 
or because they had companions and he was lonely. That's something that really wasn't discussed in the writing, and I think um, as an author I was trying to have um, have that be something for interpretation. Um, but in my opinion, I would say um, the pig was jealous because of what the frogs had. Because he had companionship, they had a house, they had a beautiful pond, and all he had was a small house and a pool table. That was it. And that and, hurts. And nobody to play pool with. Exactly. So, he was trying to drown them. Is that not... No, he wasn't trying to drown them. He was trying to stuff them down the pond. But kill them. Right. So, if you were an authority in the world where they were, would you arrest the vicious pig? Well, that's the thing. It goes into, like, issues like the death penalty. Should do murderers deserve the death penalty type of situation? Yeah. And also, if it was a different perpetrator, like, not a pig, would they have been different? Would the punishment punishment been different? Like, what, what if what it was if another a frog? frog? What then? Maybe they would have just been having fun, you know? Because the reality was the frogs didn't die because they turned out to be water frogs. So really, could you even really call it attempted murder? Really, a lot of themes and tropes to ponder on. And you know, we could talk about this for uh, another couple of hours, but um, we'll leave these thoughts with you as we dive into the next piece of writing. Yeah, this next one is a poem that I found in my third grade writer's journal. Um, it's entitled Ellie. And as you remember, Ellie is my sister right here. Okay, I'll give it a read. Ellie, you're annoying. You really, really are. You make weird pictures of me. And when I'm worried, you rub it in on me. But no matter how anything you can be, or how many mean things you can do to me. You're still my sister, and no matter what happens to me or you, I'll always truly love you. And if I look at the other half of you, the best person in the world, you're very kind indeed. You always t look up to me. I will always be three years older than you, but we will always be sisters every day of our lives. And we can't do anything about it. But I love you, and you love me. The end. Wow, that gets into some really contentious topics. And um, there were some sort of some cruel things said in that. Yeah. It was kind of, I think one of the contentious topics is you'll I'll always be three years older. And right, something interesting I'd like to bring up is, um, so as some of, some of you listeners may know, I had a birthday pretty recently. Uh, I turned 17. And Margie, could you share how old you are right now? Well, I'm 19. Well, I'll be darned. <laughs> about two years but i'll be 20 soon so for a little under 11 months of the year i am right but older. do you think that it would have been better if you wrote i'll always be two years and approximately 11 months older than you because right now it looks like you're spreading lies and well the thing is i think this poem kind of falls under the genre of autobiographical fiction so it's like based on real life but there's elements of fiction in it so it kind of gives artistic liberty to the author. Oh, I, I can see that a little bit. Um, also, something you were talking about was how there there was like two halves to me. There's the annoying half, and then there's the one that's the best person in the world. Um, do you feel like all people have multiple sides and multiple dimensions to their personalities? For sure. But at the same time, I think in my older years, I think really people just embody a whole self your flaws and the great things about you just come together to make one person 
And so looking back at this poem, I would say that the person who's the best person in the world is all of you, despite your flaws, like how annoying you are it, and how well, much you rub in my worries. Is it, is it despite a person's flaws or is it because of their flaws? Oh, that is good. That's uh, a loaded question. I don't know how to answer that. Let's how would you leave, answer that? I would say we should leave the listeners with that okay. and move on to our next segment. Now, what is our next segment? Oh. We have so many. Oh, the next section is uh, a personal favorite. It's just a little bit of commentary on vegetables. As you might know, we are big vegetable fans. Huge. We love a good veggie. There's. We have a pretty uh, thick garden, one might say. My dad, our Carl. dad. Carl Schuler, four-time Olympian, <laughs> X Race Walker, uh, X Race Walker. He's a pretty city employee, cool. Colorado Springs city employee. He works in the planning department. Uh, anyways, large garden, big garden boy that he is. Um, anyways, so we have a, we have a lot to say about vegetables. So today we're gonna talk about root vegetables. So last week we planted some potatoes in our side yard. And if you don't know, a root vegetable is basically like the vegetable itself is the root of the plant. So like things like carrots, beets, yeah, don't think potatoes. that just because it has roots makes it a root vegetable. It's when the root, the edible, the part that you eat is the root. Right, like root ever had horseradish? Mmm, spicy root vegetable. Yeah, um, carrots? Mmm, root vegetable. Good for the eyes. I love carrots. I love me a good carrot. <laughs> They taste so earth. Okay, back to the potatoes. So we planted these potatoes, and each potato plant got a name. Right, and um, the names really are all over the place, but we tried to base most of them off of um, real people. We have climate activist Greta Thunberg. We have our high school principal, ex-principal Louise. <laughs> we have different historical figures. So anyways, we planted these potatoes, and they're starting to come up now, and we're really starting to get a good grasp of their personalities. And um, you might ask, do vegetables have personalities? Do root vegetables, can we characterize them by um, things we see in everyday life? And the answer is really yes. We feel that root vegetables pack a lot with them. Because the thing is, the root vegetable, you can't see it unless you pull it up. So these kind of like the introverts... Of the vegetable world, wouldn't you say? And they have just so much angst. Because can you imagine if you were growing, you knew you were like, wow, I'm about to be a real thick potato. But, you know, no one can see it. No one can see how mighty thick I am. And, you know, (laughs) when when you're in that position, it's like got to be hard because you know you're there, but no one's there to appreciate you. And that really leads to a lot of, lot of angst in the personality. It's also kind of a lonely life being a root vegetable. You can't see the world. Yeah, you can't see each other. Or if you're, okay, sometimes carrots in our yard, we pull them up. Oh, and they're intermingled. And they're intertwined with each other. So carrots kind of find a way to find connection in dark times. And really, that's sort of a reminder to us all. You, A lot of you guys might be struggling right now during the coronavirus pandemic, but you can... And you might be feeling like a root vegetable where you're gaining a lot more angst than you normally have. But, you know, you can lean on the fact that one day you'll get pulled up. One day everyone will see you and everyone will appreciate you and love you for who you are. Yeah, and in the meantime, if you have a really close neighbor... Intermingle. Intertwine yourself with their body. (laughs) (laughs) Amen to that. Um, 
Okay, that's actually a perfect segue into our uh, next our segment. next segment because when we were thinking about this, we were thinking about root vegetables and all the angst that they carry with them. And another common group that has a lot of angst, three, two, one, teenagers. teenagers. And you know, a lot of times as teenagers, we're caught up with ourselves, but we also have to think about what our parents are feeling because it's got to be pretty darn hard to parent a teenager, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Especially seeing some of my classmates and fellow younger college students, kind of a lot of them are off the rails. It must be difficult to be their parents. So um, we're here to give you some advice if you're for all those parents out there. Yeah. Love ya, appreciate personal ya. Personal experience. Here's some advice on how to deal with angsty teens. Okay, well, really, you have to identify the root cause of the angst. Mm-hmm. Like, where is it coming from? Because the thing is, teenagers really like to act out, and sometimes it's hard to overlook their problematic behaviors and look at what's really causing them. Right, it can be so many things, too, from, like, a lack of access to quality drugs, um, unrequited love, <laughs> um, like, let's just kind of role play for here a second. Okay. Okay, so I'm the parent. Actually, no, Ellie, why don't you be the parent? Sounds great. Okay, so <laughs> my name is Cassandra. And we all of a sudden, Cassie. all of a sudden, just out of the blue, I went and dyed my hair black. And I'm wearing some pretty heavy eyeliner. I got the cat wings going. Parent, I'm kind of confused. I'm like... Why the nuts is Cassie becoming a goth? All right, let's um let's bring you into the family. Hey Cassie, why the nuts are you? Oh wearing mom, black I don't want to hear from you right now. Cassie, mom, what the nuts? <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom, I'm just going to my room. Just, just, uh, I don't. Cassie, dirty hog. See that mom, is an what example. Did you just call me. That is an example of not good parenting. Let's yeah. try it again with some proper parenting techniques. Ugh, mom. Cassie, uh, I've noticed that your look is a little bit different. Is there anything you want to talk about? Well, actually, I'm so glad you asked, Mom. So, this one boy named Trevor, he kind of cheated on me with Candace. Wow, you know, the thing that we have to remember in this situation is that, um... Bad things happen in life, but we have to hold our head up and keep moving on. Now that, folks, see, it's really that easy. Um, You know, you just have to treat your kids like they're people. And you just have to open up those questions and not be so aggressive. Some here, Let's actually just go over quickly some um, lines or some things that you might want to avoid as a parent saying to your kid. You fat heifer, you're going to break my floorboards. You're so fat. Don't say that. Yeah, that's um, just bad. Um, Don't tell your child they're dumb. Yeah, you stupid cow, I could... <laughs> really, don't use any terms relating to livestock. It's yeah. probably the way Another to go. Another one that I would avoid is, Wow, you rodent, you smell like my toe. I'd rather smell my toe all day than look at you, you disgusting cow, oh. son of a oh, cow. Oh my gosh, okay, that's going a little... <laughs> Basically, don't insult your children. That's now right. we're going to move on to our next section, War Corner. Yay! So, you know, here's a couple disclaimers. We don't condone war, not big fans of war, but you know, you know what we can appreciate? A solidly named person. And that is why for the first episode of War Corner, we're going to be recognizing Stonewall Jackson. Um, also another disclaimer, 
We don't support the Confederacy <laughs> or any of its goals. However, Stonewall Jackson was a um, prominent Confederate general. Um, honestly, irrelevant to us. We just like him because he has a cool name. Yeah, so his real name is Thomas Jackson. But his nickname is Stonewall, and that's kind of what what everyone thinks of him as. Stonewall. Stonewall, yeah. Um, and how he got that name was during the first Battle of the Bull Run. Oh, you all know that one so well. Um, you know, he brought the Confederate troops up and they closed closed the gap and they formed a real thick stone wall. And you know, we no, we love actually stone. No, it was just an analogy. Oh, you know, but we do love a good thick stone wall, and that is why we are recognizing Stonewall Jackson. So that is gonna wrap up War Corner, I think. <laughs> we don't. We're not really students of war, but you know, we do love a good stone stone wall. All right, for the next section, this one is going to be a doozy, and we're really excited about this one. We've always been big Disney fans. Oh, yes. We know a lot of you out there listening are big Disney fans yourselves. Um, for today, we're going to be talking about the Disney princesses. You know them, you love them. And just, I guess we have to do a lot of disclaimers. Um, <laughs> but one thing is that we're going to talk about their physical appearances, and we all know that personality really is what matters. Right, And yeah. we know they all have kind of beauty standards that are slightly unattainable. Yeah. I mean, not for us, though. Yeah, so I mean, like... But, like, for the general public. Today, we're gonna be ranking Disney princesses based on looks, and, you know, we can, like, respect a good pinched waist, but we're not saying you need to have one. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we're also saying that all there are some dangers of ranking beauty. Right, we don't suggest that you, like, rank all of the people in your, um... Your classmates, that's probably not a good call. But you, nothing wrong with a good ranking of some solid fictional Disney princesses. So uh, let's get underway. We'll start with the bottom. The ugliest okay. princess. Coming in at number last, last, Snow White. No anyway, Snow White, she kind of has that winter look. But overall, we think she's just plain ugly. She's really ugly. Also, her haircut, like, what? She looks like she came out of the 50s, but, like, not in a good way. She also, like, is looks like she's 12 years old. And her singing voice just, ugh, is kind of, like, so high she, Not hot. Not cute. Just, don't love just, her. No. Next up. Next up, we have Merida. And we can appreciate Merida for- Yeah, Merida's fierce, dog. Yeah, her courageous, she's fierce- like, I would date Merida. Oh. <laughs> if I were the type of person to, to date, date her. Fictional to women. Date fictional women. But, you know, all right. Well, here's the thing. First of all, no shade to all you redheads out there, but I don't really like red hair. And Merida's kind of looks not that cute. Well, and it's kind of unkempt. Yeah. Like, she could probably put in a little more effort into her appearance. Right, and that's what she should yeah, be doing as a woman. Yeah, also, we're looking at those weight, waist-hip ratios, and we're just not seeing yeah. the numbers. Not the ratio we're looking for. <laughs> um, we're going to move on now to Ariel. Probably the worst personality of a Disney princess, and the worst one of the worst looks. Yeah, honestly, what what's going on with her bottom half? Honestly, Ariel sucks. Like... Even when she turned into, like, a human, she couldn't really walk that much. Also, she looks like she's five years old. Like, I'm not interested in dating my little sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Also, she doesn't speak. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) Next up, we have Rapunzel. Now, this might be a little bit contentious because, like, Rapunzel's kind of one of the best Disney princess movies. But, like, do you really want a movie? I believe it's Tangled. Oh yeah, that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, like, I don't know what I'd do with all that hair. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, the hair is just kind of a turnoff. And then when Flynn just chops it off, kind of not digging that pixie cut that much. Yeah, and the thing is, like, he could have cut it off and it could have looked, like, cuter, but the thing is, it's not gonna grow anymore, so she's stuck with that exact haircut for the rest of her life. Yeah, she does have a good figure, though, good hair color. Her eyes are way too big. They're, like, huge, and, you know... It makes you feel a little bit insecure if you got those eyes looking at you all the time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and what else about hair? There's some- Oh, well, she's been stuck in that castle all the time, so she's We're not- We're not talking about personality. But she's not that fit, because she's kind of just lazy around, so we really- she's No, not have you ever heard that song? Oh. How does that song go? Sing it for us. Candle making, and I would seven. I am the usual morning wake up. She has a lot of hobbies, but I'm saying she just doesn't have those toned leg muscles that I'm looking for. Oh boy! Now talking about toned. Next up, next up on the list, we've got Mulan. Now here's the thing. Not ugly. Not, like, bad, but the problem is she looked like a man, and people bought her looking like a man. Like, her if you have... Her femininity... 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 Is not on point that much. Right, because here, here's the thing. It's if you can look like a man and have people believe you until they see you naked, then you look like a man, sis. Like, she had her hair pulled back, and that... That was like, oh yeah, she's a man. All right, enough said. But she does have okay. She does have nice hair, nice skin. She's strong, fit. Okay, okay. Belle, Belle, intellectual, solid personality, fierce gal, lover to death. (laughs) (laughs) Brunette and interesting outfits. Yeah, really interesting outfits. Um, you know, she's just kind of average. Yeah, like she really doesn't have. A distinctive face like I'm trying to pull her up right now and all I can just see is the yellow dress and the brown hair but what does her face I'm trying look to pull like? her up and all I see is bestiality all I can just see is a Stockholm syndrome <laughs> yeah just she's not a humdinger is all we're gonna say <laughs> this is lasting so long next up we've got Anna lover from Frozen the most popular Disney movie of all time at yeah. the box office. Big banger at the box office. <laughs> um, kind of looks like a squirrel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But just... Yeah, okay, yeah, that's okay. it. That's Moana. Moana. Moana's next. Moana is kind of thick. <laughs> Moana's also, like, pretty, but the biggest, like, why like she's her not... her hair is, like, voluptuous. voluminous is what i meant (laughs) but the reason why she's not higher is because again she looks like she's six years old and as we know not interested in dating my little sister okay next up we have cinderella the classic princess classic beauty standards blonde hair blue eyes and we just kind of pinched waist she's pretty but can we see a personality in her features no no okay pocahontas pretty gal what a natural beauty 
pretty gal, you know, no makeup, no nothing. She's just a good like, looking lady. Have you lady. seen her calf muscles? Like when she does the flying jump with colors of the wind. What the have what you ever to the blue? And then when yeah, you and hear then that, she leaps with John Smith, and you're like, wow, look at that calf definition. Okay, that coming song. up on fourth on the list is Tiana. Tiana. Nothing else to say. She looks like a good-looking lady. <laughs> Southern belle. This is so wrong. This is, <laughs> she has good eyes. Like, the shape just matches her face well. Her hair She also pretty. looks like normal-ish. Yeah. It's like, kind of like a beauty that you can see in real life, almost. Yeah. Okay. Number three, we've got Aurora. I don't know why she's that high. Why, why did... Oh, I think it was because of her waist. <laughs> and her golden hair. Yeah, maybe uh, in hindsight I'd put her down lower, but um, she looks like classic beauty standards. Like, if you were to take yourself and put yourself in a photo- Photoshop app and then, like, cinch your waist, like, as high as the future goes, um, you'd end up looking like her, maybe. Her personality is kind of lacking, though. Well, but we're she not going to have that. one. Yeah. Okay, number two on the list. Here we're getting to the big guns. Jasmine. Enough said. A whole new <laughs> world. <laughs> just, 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 you know, yes. she's, yes, on all fronts. You know, look her up and down. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank God we're almost done. Coming in, number one, numero uno. Numero one one. Is Elsa. Elsa. Okay, Lord let's just that. talk about some of Elsa's features. Okay, we've got that gorgeous, gorgeous blonde hair. hair. <laughs> Her eyes are a little wide, but just the blue is just striking. Um, also, something that makes her really attractive is her confidence. Like, Margie, that's during the let it go. Oh, yeah. That, section, the hips Those sachet. hips don't. Those hips Dang. don't lie. You make a woman go mad to be wise and keep on reading the signs of my body. Yeah, that's Elsa. Um, okay, she's the top. If you disagree with our ranking, um, please let us know and prepare your own. We can um we can discuss it in later episodes. Um, okay, and that, that's our last section segment for today. It is. That's a shame. Okay, well. We really want to thank all of you for listening. Um, give us a like and follow. Like and follow. Shout us out. We're trying to get big. Also, um, just another thing. For future episodes, we'd love to include some segments with um, participation from our viewers. So if you are interested in like calling in, sharing some gossip, sharing some tea, maybe sharing some um, things you're having trouble with that we can help you with, or just, just have yeah. a nice chat with us live on air, um, we'd really love it. Okay. <laughs> Once again, I'm Margie. And I'm Ellie. And, and this, this is was Garden, Garden Variety, Variety, a Schuler family production. Signing, Signing off. off.